Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to be back with you on a nice Friday. Hey, glad good to, to be, be here. here. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually kind of a part two from our last podcast. And the last podcast it really focused around critical conversations to have with your spouse and your kids and your parents when it comes to uh, business, when it comes to finances. And today I know that we're going to really dive more in depth on conversations specifically with your parents, because that can be really tough for, I think, any generation, really. I mean, I, I would think that millennials would say, oh, it's so hard to talk to my parents. Or, or, you know, even my age, you know, at, at 47, it's not easy to talk to my parents, especially about money when it's never been a subject they really like to talk about a whole lot, guys. So I know this is very important. Where do we start today with this conversation? Yeah, Eric, it is. You know, it's a very important conversation to have. We find that you know, a lot of times the best financial planning you can do for yourself is get involved in your parents' life and what they're doing financially, mm -hmm. uh, especially with all the decisions that we have to make with money and care and legacy and wills and trust and all these things that, you know, it's too important of a topic not to get involved. All right, Jeff, then that leads me to my question. Where should this conversation start? Well, we think one, maybe the money conversation, you know, it's a kind of a process that you get into to really just do an inventory of all the financial assets that our parents have. Uh, so that way we can kind of help create a plan or make sure they're on top of uh, their future and the things that they're planning for. You know, questions like, all right, how much do we have? What do we owe? What's working? What's not working? What do we want to change? You know, the goal of that money conversation isn't to be nosy and to you know, isn't to be nosy and to see how much your inheritance is going to be, but it's really just to help your parents get a good understanding of what they have mm -hmm. and specific information of those understandings. So that way we can make sure that we're making smart choices with money all the way around. Okay, Jeff, I'm going to play devil's advocate because what if your parents, you know, you want to broach the subject, your parents, and I'm funny because I'm hearing my dad's voice in this, right? I know what I have. I know what I know what my retirement looks like. I know what my you know I, I know what we've got in savings. Why do you have to worry about that, right? So how do you answer that question? Because I I don't want I don't think any child wants their parents to think that I'm after their money, right? I'm after their what's my inheritance going to be? So how you do know, you do it in a way that's not confrontational or not so they don't think that you're just after something? You know I think you just have to be honest and just ask straight up and the reasons why you need to know. I mean, you know it's. If you fear that, then you're not going to ask the question. And I think mm -hmm. not asking the question is worse than asking the question. So True. you'd rather have that kind of response. But a good question to ask is, that, you know, if we were sitting here in the same time and place a year from now and we're looking back, what decisions about money in relations to even long-term care do you have that made you feel good about you, that would make you feel good about your progress? Because we got a lot of things that we do fear. I mean, if we were to look forward, you know, over the next year, 
at any money decision. I mean, what is it that you fear about making these decisions? And some, you know, they may give you an answer. Some will say, don't have enough. I don't know. Or I don't know where everything is. Or mm. I don't know how to, to organize it. Or don't know what I'm, I'm earning. Or they're not sure if they're really organized. So you don't know what the answer is going to be. But they'll tell you what their dangers or fears uh, that they have. And I think you just need to ask and bring that subject up. It's a tough subject to bring up, but it's so important. And then, of course, you know, what opportunities? And I'm going to just add one other thing is that, uh, Jeff, you want to add on to that? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there is some truth to that. You know, there's uh, different families have different dynamics. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on what your family situation looks like and how open and honest those discussions come, it could be a challenge. You know, but it's too important of a question not to ask. You know, does it make sense for us to take a look at you know, what we're doing financially to see if we can make better decisions or get better interest rates or, you know, mom, dad, hey, how do you feel about us getting together and kind of putting together a family plan to make sure that mm. everybody's on the yeah. same page, whether it's money, health care, wills, trust, power of attorneys, just to make sure, does that make sense? How do you feel about that? You know, and kind of approach it that way as a family unit in making those decisions or things of that that nature yeah, i like that family plan concept that you just brought up because i think that anybody that's you know over 40 <laughs> i'll just hesitate as i say that but over 40 has experienced some sort of whether it's a surgery an injury something that they've had to deal with health wise and i think a great way to maybe start that conversation would be hey you know mom and dad i've ever since my knee surgery i've been really thinking about what long-term care looks like for you know my wife and I as we move forward. What did you guys do, right? To, to, to make it so it's not about you know fact-finding what they did, how they're set up, what they've done for all their different finances, but just start to crack that egg open slightly, right? With something that's more about myself that leads into I'm looking for advice, mom and dad. How did you take care of long-term care? You know, how do you, how are you guys going to take care of it if you need it? Or that you know, I'm looking at my retirement accounts, dad, and you know, I want to make sure that we don't run out of money. How are, how did you secure that? Or how are you making sure that you guys have enough, you know, for the long run? Oh, that's a great well, point. Yeah. And I would also add, I mean, it's, you're actually learning from each other because sometimes the adult child will have some experiences they can share with their parents, but at the same time, the parents have, can share some of the experiences they had that the child can learn. So having that dialogue is so important and, and, and just bringing it up to the table on all these issues. And, you know, what are the opportunities? I mean, are they earning maximum potential or are they, do they need to take profits where needed or do they need to be more diversified? So, I mean, you know, there's just issues that'll come up and it can spin off in all kinds of directions, but having that discussion, I think the purpose of this podcast is just encouraging, you know, parents and, and their children to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, and here's the, the tricky part that we find is when you look at all the decisions that most couples, whether they're, you know, middle-aged or older, that they have to make with money around investments and interest rates and taxes and IRAs and required minimum distributions and wills and trusts, just all these decisions and things. You know, the tough part is really just getting organized and how do you simplify it all? So that way, you know, everything is working together. And, you know, we find more often than not that it kind of comes to a point in time to where 
you know, I've got CDs at three or four different banks. I've got retirement accounts at three mm-hmm. or four different places. Mm-hmm. I've got just all this money and resources and just stuff so spread out that it's rare that people have it all organized and simplified and have a true game plan created. So however you get there, you know, I think the key is those are just very important conversations to have and some of the best financial planning you can do for yourself, especially in this age of of so much elder abuse, you Mm -hmm. know, is to to just at least ask the question, do your due diligence and see if uh, it makes sense to, you know, take a look at it all and see if we can't button it up or do some things a little different for the benefit of, you know, for them and for people that they care about. Okay. So one thing, what we found too, is that you might have the the head of household that's handling the money and managing the money and he mm-hmm. knows where everything's at and if something happens to him he has a heart attack and suddenly oh, yeah. passes away then the wife's in the twilight zone and the family doesn't know it and where everything's at so you know having that discussion just not it just you know only because the one person has all of it taken care of doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the others know where everything is at so i call it the twilight zone and you can throw people in the twilight zone and it's just a whole nother world so i think it's very important to bring that issue up yeah that's a great point and so i want you guys to help me break this down because right when you said that it, in fact jeff you when you were speaking it actually started a memory of mine and jose you played into it perfectly we had a friend of ours that he passed away from cancer around 45 46 years old and he had taken care of a lot of the finances in the family and his wife did not know and it was a blessing in disguise but didn't know that he actually had an old insurance policy that he had gotten when he was working at a bank i think it was part of what they offered as part of you know his compensation package or whatever but they fully paid for it up front and it was only twenty five thousand dollars but wow twenty five thousand dollars really came in handy you know and and she didn't know about it for about three months after he passed and so i can't imagine somebody at 80 years old who passes away all the different accounts like you had brought up jeff that they may have that maybe they've forgotten about some things maybe they just don't know or their spouse doesn't know like you're bringing up jose so let's walk through what are the main areas that we should be asking about right we've talked we touched on long-term care how's that going to be handled what other areas should we be talking to our parents about you know, it brings up a great scenario. I had one just a few weeks ago. And if you think about that generation, I mean, that generation that, that are in their 60s and 70s, it's very common for the man to take care of Absolutely. all the finances. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how many situations that, you know, the, that the wife doesn't know where everything is, how everything works. And we had a situation, a gentleman passed about a month ago, and she came in, you know, everything was in a stack, you know, very of course, sad, but very feeling. She felt mm-hmm. very helpless and lost. Yeah. So I, I read one time they called, I forget who it was, but they called it the final dress rehearsal. But mm-hmm. it was really more of a process of why you're living. You know, let's have that final dress rehearsal. Let's, let's have the financial advisor. Let's have one of the kids that whoever's going to be in charge if something were to happen, whether it's a trustee or executor or the power of attorney. Let's get the CPA in a room. Let's get the financial advisor in the room. Maybe let's get the attorney in the room and let's just walk it through. Let's walk through contingency plans. If something happens and I can't act on my behalf and I haven't passed away, who makes decisions? What does that look like? How does that work? All right. If something were to happen, you know, to me, what happens? 
What does it look like? How does it work? Where does the income come from? Just to make sure that everybody's not only on the same page, but everyone has a good feel of who is responsible for what, what happens next, and what is the plan. And I think that just kind of helps create that sense of, of organization, that sense of security, especially for that generation that tends to uh, be predominantly the man takes care of the finances. Which I would say, answer your question too, is that leads to the care conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what happens at stroke? What I mean is, what happens at if you need a long-term care facility and understanding how and where the money is to be able to handle those situations. So it's not just live or die. It's, you know, with the mortality tables, I mean, we're all living longer. And so now that we're living longer, there's more of a chance to use some type of home health care, assisted living facility, adult daycare, or a nursing home. So, you know, planning and how we're going to pay for that and how they feel about that. I mean, if we're sitting here a couple of years from now and you're looking back over those years, you know, what has to happen for you to feel good about the facilities that we would pick. And, and I think having that open discussion, and we all think about it. You know, I've never been at my age. I'm 58 now, and I think about those things. And and I like to talk to uh, my daughter about, you know, what if something happened to me? And, you know, for me personally, I buy, I have long-term care. I had it since I was 38. And for me personally, because I just didn't want to be a burden to anybody. But everybody's different, and everybody has, mm-hmm. you know, uh, their own reasons. But I think that, you know, having the, the care conversation is very important in addition to money. Okay. So beyond care, what, what else? Well, legacy, I'm going to say legacy is, you know, what do you want have people to say about you and what do you want to have happen if you're gone? And I think that, you know, legacy is really, you know, for the people that you care about and what you want to pass on. I think that's one of the most important conversations too. And, and the more you think about it, I know the older I get, the more funerals I go to. As I sit back, I think about myself and my life, and I'm sure everybody does when you call time out and you're going through a funeral of a dear friend that you cherish all those memories that you had and what they say about him, you kind of go, you know, I'd like that to be said about me. And I think that preparation and, and, and sharing that with your kids and the people that you love around you, you know, that day will come. It's one-to-one odds. There is no doubt about that. And so I think that's something you got to really think about. And I think it'll bring the family closer and not only that, you're kind of giving a new process to your kids that you're going to open up to them, which creates trust, and then uh, that allow them to open up with their kids. Mm-hmm. If we keep it taboo and, and don't share those things that are very important to us, I think that you may uh, create a process through your kids and their grandkids to not share with their kids. Gotcha. When, when you say legacy, I also think of, you know, we, we talked about the finances stuff and the money conversation, but... I think legacy also could uh, be philanthropic plans and also maybe plans that, you know, you want for your grandchildren or great grandchildren, maybe uh, to pay for education or whatever that is. Would that fall under the legacy conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to think throughout. If something does happen to me, what do I want to have happen? Where does the income come from to take care of my wife mm-hmm. for as long as, as she lives? What do I want to go to my kids? What do I want to go to my grandkids? Uh, does it make sense? For me just to give all my money to the kids and grandkids or 
should I consider maybe a little bit more structure, maybe have the money spread out? How do I make sure that they're protected from creditors or lawsuits? Or what if they get a divorce? Or God forbid something happens to my son or daughter, do I want it to go to the spouse or do I want to keep it in the bloodline and have it extend to the grandchildren? You know, what if something were to happen, do I, and they're taken care of, do I want to have money go to certain charities or the things that are most important. But, you know, some of those things just have to be talked through out loud of, hey, here's what's important to me. I want to make sure you're taken care of, you're taken care of, I want the kids to be taken care of, and here's what I would like for you guys to do on my behalf in order to continue the family name or just continue the things that are important to uh, to us. And, you know, I think the more you can get others involved – the deeper those conversations come because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it's not the money that's important, although money, you know, does provide the things that, that, that are important and what we want to accomplish. But, you know, there's more than life than the value of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I would say the opportunities, you know, having that discussion, I mean, people do think about, you know, can I communicate what's important to me, communicate my poly- my philosophy and my values and, you know, I want my story to pass on to the next generation and future generations. And people want to build on a great family history. I mean, there's things that are really important that when you eliminate those fears, how much you can really, you know, take advantage of the opportunities and then, you know, share. I think those conversations are so important because it really opens up. And I think it really creates the family trust. Yeah. Yeah. What about family stories and history? What do you guys talk to your clients about with that? Bottom line is you can ask, you know, what's the biggest mistake you ever made? Mm-hmm. What's the biggest, what was the greatest decision that you ever made? You know, that, those two questions right there will really bring out a lot of stories that you'll learn on t- both fronts. Mm. And if you could change one thing, what would it be? You know, what was your biggest challenge through your lifetime? And I think all that, and if you can record it, I think recording it, you can't yeah. capture everything and be able to pass it on. But I think having those discussions and have that tape rolling you know, it's funny when I was 20 years old, what, you know, I was just busy going through college and, you know, socializing with my friends and you're having a ball that you don't call time out to really talk to your parents in a deep level. But now that I'm 50, I wish I had to talk to my grandfather. And of course he's passed away and my father's passed away. And you just, you take those things for granted. And when they're gone, you go, man, I sure do wish I'd talked to them more. And, uh, but I think if you could do that now, record it, I think that's something that you can pass on to the next generation because I don't think you can articulate what they say to you. Yeah. You know, I tell you that it's funny you say that. My wife's side of the family's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and her grandfather was 102 years old. Wow. Uh, he could barely see, loved the Chicago Cubs back when they would play all their games during the day. And that's what he would do is he would sit next to the TV and he'd just listen to the baseball games. Mm. But one of the things that they did is they interviewed him at 102, had him on camera, asked him all kinds of questions. When was this tree planted or when did you move? And it was just a very cool um, thing to see because that does get lost. It gets lost. You may get that relationship and those values or that, you know, that between – father and son or father and daughter and maybe to the grand grandchildren but mm-hmm. what about the great grandchildren and the generations after that you just lose so much of that if you don't capture it 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that this is a, a topic for another day, but there's the old adage, I believe it's shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And that really speaks about somebody who's built a business. And we talked about business on the last podcast, but somebody who's built a business in the next generation, maybe they take it over, but they don't understand the hard work that went into actually building it. And then by the third generation, they don't appreciate the business or the hard work that went into it because the story has been lost or the legacy has been lost. And then the, the family doesn't have the money that was created by the original business. And that's always a shame to hear and to see. And we've seen that, you know, many examples of that, you know, throughout the last 20, 30, 50 years. But I think these conversations that you guys are talking about is exactly how to thwart that, right? I mean, having open conversations, writing down these histories, recording these histories, and it all starts with some of those those questions, right? And, and Jose, I love those two questions that you just posed because that does open up such a conversation. I know that we're running low on time on this podcast, but the conversations are, are so important. So give me an example of what you've seen within your families you know, your clients' families where somebody initiated this conversation and how that went? Well, I think, you know, I think the strengths out of that is, you know, your family's easy to talk to. You open that up to where you could start a tradition there. You got mm -hmm. children that's willing to listen. You know, family members want to have this conversation and you feel good about that because you've been thinking about it for some time and you're clear about, you know, what you want and how you want to be remembered, I think is a very important thing. And then just having a long history of a great family. Communication is the key to everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, yes, you got to start that communication if you haven't have it with your parents. And I would say if you're my age and you start to have that with your children. We, we talked about that in the last ep uh, podcast. But it's very important that if you haven't had that discussion, you know, let's get it started on both sides. And I think that you'll feel good about it. You'll be, become a lot closer. The worst thing that can happen is you learn something. And I think that what you do learn is probably more important than money itself. Agreed. Guys, this has been a fantastic podcast. I love the topic. I, I think it's vitally important. And I, I'm going to make a shameless plug here uh, for those that don't know. Jose wrote a book, and it's The Passion for Possibility. And, and I've been blessed to be part of the process. Jose actually has created an audio book version of this, and he's going to be releasing that at some point. So stay tuned for more information about that. But if you don't have the book, reach out to the team. I know that Jose would love to have a conversation with you and share this book with you. But this falls right in line with what Jose brought up earlier, you know, record those conversations, record, you know, interviews with your grandparents, because you're not going to always have them. Jose's family will have his voice on this book for the rest of their lives. I mean, in their children's lives and grand great grandchildren, so on and so forth. So I think this is a great legacy and a great lesson. Jose or Jeff, do we have some resources for the listening audience that can help them with these conversations with their parents? We've got, you know, questions that you can ask and a process to follow. And, uh, you know, it's the questions for the big picture. If you want to talk about the, the big picture mm -hmm. and then the money conversation, the house conversation, the property conversation, the care, you, you know, if mm -hmm. we need some type of care, uh, legacy conversation. And we've kind of laid it out to where you can, you can grab it, use it, just have the conversation. And I think that if they can listen to this podcast on the, why it does make a big difference, I think that that'll add tremendous value into a lot of families. And I think the more that people communicate 
then you have less less assumptions within mm-hmm. families and people start to trust each other and know how people feel about each other. It's a, it's a touchy subject. You know, I have to say, you know, growing up as a kid, my parents being deaf, I used to be embarrassed about that because my parents were different than anybody else. But then I learned, boy, what a great value because I had to talk for them and, and mm-hmm. the electric bill and the water bill and all the issues that I learned about money and life. And I, I just can't tell you how much of an impact it's had on my life by just understanding and I think that there'll be some more intangible things that come out that you just didn't know and what people really cared about. And I think starting this discussion with this podcast, and if you could share this podcast with your parents, mm-hmm. even before you start the discussion, at least you'll have a why. Yeah. And then I think that we just want to add value along those lines. Okay. So how do they get that? Do they just email you guys? So they can or go, go on the, on the website. website. Okay. They'll be able to go to the website. We'll go ahead and put a white paper up. Uh, matter of fact, we have the white paper up. So go to the website and then get the uh, the questions to ask, and then just use that for you and your parents or parents yeah. and you. And and you know we got Thanksgiving coming up, we got Christmas coming up, we got all these holidays that we spend time with families, and I think it's a good time to uh, talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for your time again again today. This is just a wonderful podcast, so important, and uh, I appreciate your time. Really I appreciate it. it. You bet. And our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share this podcast with your friends and family and, of course, your parents. Just like Jose said, share this with them. Say, hey, mom and dad, I'd I'd love for you to listen to something. I heard this the other day, and I'd love to talk with you after you listen to it. And then just send them to them, and, and then maybe that'll break the ice. And if that doesn't do it, go to the website. Get that white paper. They're, the guys have questions up there that will help you break the ice on these subjects. I know it's not easy for everybody to have these conversations, but that's what this team is all about. Jose and Jeff really believe in having these conversations with family so that everything's clear and you can make better decisions because things are clear. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.